So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I show up to work the next day, and the whole club is aglow about the kiss from the night before. And I think that they're, I think a lot of them are kind of happy for me. I'm very, I can be kind of um, quiet at work and people think that I'm, I don't know, maybe shy or something. And so the idea of, you know, me having a man, first of all, they didn't know I was gay, but me having a man especially when it's hot as a mirror, like makes them, I don't know. It's like a, I don't know. I I feel like people are kind of happy for me, but they, it's kind of like a, like a, I don't know. It's just weird. And I come in until Marcella is stalking at the desk. Um, even though she usually hangs out in the, in the, um, in the uh, laundry room. Um, and she looks at me and she goes, Oh, hello. And she looks kind of like side-eyed toward my desk. And I look at my desk and there's a plain white box wrapped in a ribbon waiting for me on my desk. And I act like it's nothing to worry about. I say, good morning. And I go into my desk after checking my little mailbox. And I walk over to my desk. I take a seat. And the box has a little card attached to it. And it says, good people are hard to find. Thank you for being there for Amir. And it's signed, the chef of the restaurant. I mean, that's not what it says, but it says his actual name, his actual signature. And I'm like, chef sent me a gift. And I open it up and it's these little fancy tarts. And I am blown away. Like they say the key to a man's heart is through his stomach. That's not true for every man, but it's definitely true for me, especially when it comes to junk food. Um, So I'm like, oh, this is really, really cool. Uh, Amir better watch out. Like the chef, the chef knows what I like. (laughs) That's, that's a dumb joke. But anyway, and I just want to talk to Amir. Like I want to tell him how great of a time I had. And I know there's like a rule. Like, you're not supposed to call your date, like, two, wait two days or whatever, whatever the dumb rule is. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just call him or I'm going to text him and see, like, just, I want to tell him. I want to tell him because that's how I feel. And I pick up my phone and it's buzzing. And Amir says, hey, it's, he texts, sends me a text. He says, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you. And I had a really good time last night. And I'm like bouncing around my office doing a happy dance. Next text I get is from Roxanne. And she says, I want to know everything. I'm like, I will tell you what you need to know when you get here. That's my, that's my way of saying, I'll tell you what I want you to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good start to the morning. James's voice is in my head, though. And when he told me that everybody talks, I know he's right. And I know that I need to keep my professional life professional. So when Amir shows up midday, I tell him that, you know, I want to keep things professional. He totally understands. He completely understands. 
Um, but before he leaves to work out, he says, can I see you tonight? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. And he's all good. Come by my place. We'll make dinner. And I'm like, wow, yes. Um, so, you know, I'm beaming and going through the day. Um, but before that happened, actually, I had a sales team meeting. This isn't necessarily necessary to talk about, but I feel like it's kind of important. Um, just let you know what's going on with work. You know, I'm doing well in all the departments. Sales is a little bit of, there's a lot of ego in sales and a lot of personality in sales to deal with. This one per- person in particular, his name is Randall, um, one of my team members. He feels, he's like one of those, and I hesitate to say this term, but he considers himself an alpha male. And I guess he demands to be dominated in order to follow orders or something like that. And I am not the type of person to like, I'm going to put my foot down. Like that's never been like my style or my personality. Um, Even in the bedroom, it's like, I mean, if you want to be dominated, we can go there, but just know that it's for your pleasure, not for my particular pleasure. In this case, this is my team. And if I don't round this up, um, this could be a problem for me later. So I, we're talking about missed opportunities and I'm telling, I'm showing them all of the backlogs of people that haven't been followed up on visitors that we haven't followed up on and made sure, um, you know, figured out why they haven't joined with us. And he's starting to spout out about his sales record and I just got here type of stuff. And I'm, I, I didn't say like, dude, I came from a club that sold less expensive memberships and I still beat you in my revenue like every single month for the past six months or however long I was doing the job. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. Um, and I said, you know what, Randall, tell you what, why don't we do this? I'm going to implement the strategy that I'm talking about. You go ahead and do your strategy the way that you were doing it. And let's see who comes out on top at the end of the day. And I know he can't turn down the challenge. Um, but it's funny too, because it's like, I, my job is not his job. He has one job and that's to generate business. My job is to oversee every single department. And in that, in that role, I take a hands-on approach to every single department, which is why I spend a lot of time cleaning, which is why I spend a lot of time at the desk and doing a lot of other things as well as selling. And I don't plan on not doing that just to do this little competition. Um, But I take, you know, I set aside a good two hours. I make phone calls. I set up a ridiculous amount of appointments and 70% of them show up. 10 appointments, 70% show up. I close seven. I close 100% of the people that show up. And at the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the day, I don't, like, I sold seven. He sold four, which isn't bad. Four is, four is, on a, on a, if you sold four day, you would be set. Like four is not bad, but I was telling him like, you know, you got to follow up on the missed opportunities, got to f- plan your time and set your day up accordingly. And when I went to see him at the end of the day, after he knew I kicked his ass, um, he was not trying to talk to me, but I have this thing. I'm not going to rub it in his face, but I wanted to point out that, you know, while he's on the phone trying to outsell me, 
He's booking appointments and he set himself up throughout the rest of the week. If he kept doing that month to month to month, week to week, month to month, his business would take off and he gets it. The light clicks in his head. I said, you don't have to compete with me or anybody else. If you can compete with yourself, if you can perform to your own standard that you set today, you're going to kill this game. And he got it. And I don't think we're going to have any more issues. Sales can be tough. Sales can be tough. I understand that. And not everybody's built for sales. Randall's built for sales. I personally am not built for sales. I just don't let it show. Um, and the thing about sales is you can be the number one person. You can be, you know, the star on the 31st of the month. Come the first, the corporation's going to say, what have you done for me lately? Like, this is like, I'll miss Jackson. You feel me? It's like, it, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Like I said, though, first of the month rolls around and you have to do it again. The thing that I'm doing differently with my team, though, is I celebrate the wins and I celebrate them hard. And when the wins are ebbing, I bring, I, I shower them with encouragement. Everybody on my team deserves to be there. And I'm there for them. And I will go to bat for them. I get a visit from Roxanne. She's actually with her husband today. Um, so we spend not as much time as we normally would, but we spend a little bit of time doing a little bit of girl chat, you know. Um, she wants to know the details, and I, I tell her. Um, and then... Right around midday, in comes my prince, and God, he has another one of those gorgeous suits on. He's flashing another one of those smiles. Randall's staring at me hella hard when he comes into my office, and we just sit and we talk. Um, I let him know, you know, I don't want to be showing affection in the workplace. I don't want rumors, or not rumors, but you know, you just, you know how it goes. I don't want to have to deal with any of that. and. Amir 100% understands. Um, as a matter of fact, I think that's what he prefers. He invites me over to his place tonight. And of course I'm down to go. But you might find this a little strange. And I'm learning to speak my mind, or at least communicate clearly what my desires are. Um, Part of it's the job, part of it is the guys that I've been with and just knowing how to get what I want. I tell Amir, of course, I'd love to come over. And I say, I just, I'm not ready to have sex yet. Not yet. And he looks at me kind of surprised. And I thought he was going to crack a joke about I wasn't inviting you over for sex. Um, but he says, okay. Okay, cool. And he smiles and we talk a little more. He goes to work out. I see him on the way back out from his workout as he leaves. It's like, man, am I crazy? I don't want to have, like, where did that even come from? And I know now where it came from. I, here's the thing. I've never been on a date before. I've never held a man's hand in public before. And it felt so good last night. My relationships with men 
have been. I'm into you. You're into me. Let's fuck. Or, you know, some variation of the sort. And I don't want to build too fast with the mirror. I see value. I see, I like him. I like him. And I don't want to rush it. We'll see how long this holds up. But I tell him, let's go slow. And he's down. And I'm thankful for that. I head over to his place after work. He has a huge, gorgeous apartment in Midtown. And when I ring his door, he opens and he greets me in his same friendly fashion. And it's funny. It's funny. He keeps his place super clean, just like James. Almost like he doesn't live there. And come to find out, after a brief conversation and him scrambling around the kitchen, trying to find ingredients that he doesn't have, (laughs) trying to find ingredients that he doesn't have. He lets me know that he actually doesn't really live in this apartment. He owns the apartment, but he doesn't live there. And I'm like, so where do you live? He says, I have a house up in the hills. And I was like, oh, cool. Why aren't we there? And he says, well, he looks bashful. And I don't know, his bashful look is so cute. But he's like, I didn't want you to be influenced by my lifestyle. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he says, well, sometimes I'm with guys and they see where I live and all they see is my money. I was like, ah, I got you. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was like, I totally understand. Why don't we um, order food? And so that's what we did. We ordered food. It's so, I don't know what he was thinking. He didn't have like, he had a TV, but it didn't have like cable service. We were eating um, take out, and we didn't need the TV, honestly, like, we just sat, and we talked, and I, he's asking me about work, and I tell him where I came from, he says, you know, I thought you were a housekeeper when I first met you in the gym, and I said, I know, I was covered in water and chemicals and scrubbing out the shower, and he said, no, no, it wasn't that, it was a couple weeks before that, I saw you walking around with this guy, and he was showing you how to clean treadmills, and you were just kind of taking notes. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He, I know what he's talking about. He's talking about when I first moved there. Um, I was walking around with our housekeeping lead. And he was kind of training me in the job, which I didn't need training, but I just wanted to see how he trained. So I kind of pretended like I was a housekeeper, even though I never really said that. But anyway, I had no idea that he was even, I guess I hadn't even seen him watching me. But it makes sense because Amir, when he works out, like he like goes into like low key mode. He always wears like this kind of loose fitted hoodie and it hangs over his eyes. And I mean, for good reason, I didn't see him. I'm curious to know, I say, 
what did you see when you saw me? He just smiles. And he says, I saw somebody that I wanted to know. He said, when I looked at you, I had this strong desire that I wanted to know you. And he says, I saw you cleaning the showers that one day. I saw you go in there. And I know it was kind of a bit much, but I walked in on you in the shower so that <laughs> he laughs. And I say, so that I could see you wearing nothing but your towel. And he just giggles. And I'm like, dude, there's something in his smile. I just, I don't know. And now I didn't have to wait because I knew he liked me. So I got close to him. And I planted a slow kiss on his lips. And as we sit there kissing, I feel his tongue enter my mouth. And there's something about when our tongues touch. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like a circuit. It's like a circuit connecting and like we're just, we're juiced up and we're kissing and things are becoming more and more passionate. And he's got those strong vascular hands gripping my face. I loved, I love that he kisses me like that. Oh, no man ever does that to me. He holds my hands. I mean, he holds my face in his hands when he kisses me. And then his fans start to reach around me and they grip on my back and they slowly make their way down and he grips my ass and he squeezes it tight and I let out a moan an involuntary moan and he goes oh I'm sorry and he pulls off of me I say don't be sorry and we go back to kissing and he's like no I I know you don't you're not ready for and I say I know and we kiss some more. But he's right. I don't want to rush this. Oh my God, what was I thinking? We hold off just a second. And then we're back kissing again. And I pick him up. And he gasps like he's shocked. I don't know why guys think I... I don't know if guys think I'm weak or something. But I can lift a guy up off the ground. Everybody seems surprised. I don't know. I lift him up and I carry him over to his um, like island countertop and I set him down on the countertop and we're kissing and I can feel as I pull his body closer to mine, I can feel the bulge in his pants that's rock hard and the size of it, I can tell. It's a heavy one. I want to look. I want to undress him so badly. Am I crazy? Like, what's wrong with me? Like, just go for it. But I made a decision. And I'm going to stick to it. We pull off of each other and we proceed to go back over to the couch. And I take him in my arms and we just kind of lay back and we talk. We talk so much. He wants to know about my day. And I tell him, I tell him about my 
little sales competition with Randall and <laughs> he thinks it's funny and he just he hung, he he hangs on to my every word it's happening fast like i'm into this guy it's happening so fast it's scaring me and i thought i mean it's not like i thought refraining from sex was going to make the fall less quick I just didn't expect for it to accelerate it. At some point, we both pass out, and I wake up the next morning feeling remarkably just, oh my God, I feel like I'm at home. He invites me back over tonight, and I can't think of anywhere in the world I'd rather be than with this man. We continue to play the same game, you know. I see him coming to the gym. We're cordial, but I keep it professional. And at night we hang out and we do this all week. And then the next week and then the next week. One of my favorite things that we do we sit on his couch and I rub his feet and he reads to me. It's one of my favorite things I've ever done, if not my favorite thing I've ever done with another man. The intimacy and the ease between us. This is how it's supposed to be. We don't discuss it. We don't plan it out. But finally the night comes and I'm ready. He's been ready and he's been so patient, so kind, so deserving. I remember I ran into him in the showers earlier that day, just like when I first laid eyes on him, wrapped in his towel smiling from ear to ear. I had to have him. As he was leaving, he stopped by my office and he said, come to my house. And he texted me the address. And I followed it after work. I, I, I get in my car and I drive. It's not super far from the gym up in the hills, just a few, couple miles north, um, straight up. And at first, I'm like, I don't know where I am. I've never been up into this area. And the roads were getting windy up in the hills. And finally, I come to the gate, and I ring the bell, and he lets me in. And I make my way up this long path lined with trees. And I remember the first time I got a glimpse of his house. I mean. We're not talking about a house. I mean, this is a mansion. This is a mansion in one of the nicest neighborhoods in the city, if not the nicest. This place is huge. It's unbelievable. And I understand right away why he doesn't bring people over here. Money fucks with people in, in ways that, you know, you never really know when somebody's into you, into you, when money's involved. And... I ring the doorbell, 
and he comes out right away. And we just embrace and we kiss. We make our way inside. Small talk about how my day was, how his day was. Um, but it's really just small talk. We both know what's about to happen. And for the first time in a long time, in bed, I'm nervous. Seems like a long time anyway. I remember we were kissing in the kitchen and we make our way up his stairs into his bedroom. And it's so vast. It's almost, it's almost, it's almost intimidating. And I remember he was wearing like this. I don't know. He wears just, his clothes. His clothing is so different. Like I'd never known anybody to dress like him. And I remember taking off his, I don't know. It almost seemed like silk. It was just this heavy fabric, this heavy fabric um, garb that he was wearing. Much like he wears a lot of times. And I remember unfastening the buttons as we're locked in a kiss. And it fell to the floor with a thud. And he's unbuttoning my shirt, taking it off of me. Oh my God, it's happening. I don't think we broke lips one time while we were undressing. I couldn't bear to be separated from him. I remember making my way around his ass. It's so like defined yet soft at the same time. And I remember getting his pants off. He's taking my pants off. And we're both so into it. When I pulled his pants down and his underwear off, this thick, it must have been about eight and a half inches, massive cock flings back up at me and like spatters pre-cum all the way up to my chest. And he like smiles and I smile and we just keep going at it. And then it's time for me to take mine off. I'm very curious to know what his reaction is gonna be because from the way I'm guessing his like his energy and his flow, I'm imagining that he's a top. And he's pulling down my pants and I'm rock hard and he gets it about halfway down and he looks puzzled because it hasn't come out yet. And he looks back up at me like, what is this? And I just smile and he keeps going. And the look of like, as, as inch by inch as my pants are going down, his mouth drops until finally my massive hard dick is standing at full attention and springs forth from my boxer briefs. And he's just like staring at it and blinking. I think, I think this wasn't quite the reaction that I wanted. I think he was actually a little bit intimidated. And I pulled him in closer to me. And like, oh, you know that feeling when like two hard cocks are rubbing up against each other 
up against, you have like another guy's cock against your stomach and mine is against his and we're just like rubbing them together and I'm holding him by his ass and he's grabbing my ass and like we're just embraced. In between this embrace, I finally pull off just enough to ask him, are you a top? And he grabs my dick in his hand and he's stroking it slowly. Oh my God, his hands. Oh, those hands. Ugh. He's like pulling, he's, yeah, he's just stroking it. And he's looking down at it and he says, I think so. But he's like licking his lips and I can tell he wants to taste it. And I put my hand on his face and I say, go ahead. And he drops down to his knees. And those soft lips that I know so well from kissing me make contact with my dick. And I have to focus. I have to focus because I feel like I've been so sexually frustrated thinking about this man to feel the softness on my, his soft lips like pressed around my dick. Like, I'm about to come. So I just need a moment. I just need a moment. And I let him work his way in deeper and deeper, as far as he can. And he's like pulling off of it and making comments to himself about how big it is. And he goes back down. Oh, God, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And I let him go on like this until finally his jaw gets sore. And I lift him up and I carry him over to his nightstand and I set him down and I begin devouring his dick. Now, I know his pain because you know what it's like when it's like really thick and it's like you have to open your mouth up extra wide so like your teeth don't get in. Anyway, that's not important. It's just, it was quite a challenge. Like he's quite a mouthful. And I'm slowly giving him head and I'm teasing him, licking up and down the shaft. I got his balls in my mouth and I'm like sucking them. I'm sucking them pretty hard too. Like, I don't know, something about it. I like it hard. Um, and for guys that can take it hard, it usually is a pretty big turn on. So I have his balls in my mouth and I'm like biting them, but not using my teeth, like just applying enough pressure to like, just give that like that kind of pain pleasure balance and he's loving it like he's his eyes are like rolled up in his head and he's like he's got his fist in his mouth and he's biting down and he's just moaning in pure ecstasy it's so just such a turn on i cannot keep my hands off his body he's got like and like i'm not i don't even like like it doesn't matter like muscles and stuff i mean it's cool but it doesn't like it's not like the end all be all. Like I like some extra pounds on a guy. This guy doesn't really have that. He's got a nice chiseled body, but at the same time as like, like, okay. So James was like almost competition shape. Everything was chiseled. Everything was rock hard. This guy's super defined, but he's still got like enough softness where I can like grip him in all the right places. And I love that. I love holding on to him. He's got like this really smooth kind of olive complected skin and it's just peppered with dark black, but very light 
fur just everywhere, his chest, his arms, his legs, his ass, everywhere. And as I'm giving him oral, he's sitting on his nightstand and I lift his legs up and push them back towards his face to get underneath him. And I begin dragging my tongue ever so lightly up and down his taint. And then I spread him open and I see that hole and it's like, it's just this soft, delicious pink. And I give it a lick and this drives him mad. Like he is practically screaming at this point. And I know he likes it because his dick is rock hard the whole time. And I start to go in deeper and deeper and he is losing it. He's losing it. It's funny because I've talked about this several times, like guys, maybe girls too. I don't know well enough, but guys have this thing about presenting themselves to the world in a certain type of way. And there's something that is such a turn on to me, getting them in intimate situations and really seeing what's underneath, watching how they emote, watching how loud or soft, how high pitched they can express themselves. I love that. And as I'm eating him out, he starts to tell me that he's close. And I was like, really? I was surprised because he wasn't, um, he wasn't touching himself. And so I ease up and I begin to kiss him on his stomach. I kiss a nipple and I can see his cock bouncing. This is good. It means that he's sensitive there. I start licking on the other nipple and then I make my way up his chest to his esophagus. I reach my hand around his, I have, I get my fingers like tangled up into his hair and I pull him back so that his head faces the ceiling or his face faces the ceiling, which leaves his throat open and exposed. And I begin licking and kissing up and down his throat. And then I do it so softly where he's moaning. And I can't help myself. I open my mouth as wide as I can and I bite down. Not hard, of course. I mean, sorry, not bite down, but like, I like kind of like grip his esophagus, his throat in my mouth. Kind of hard, but not hard enough, of course, to hurt. And he's just like screaming, yes, yes, yes. And I'm loving it so much. This guy's house is so big and his property surrounding the house is big enough. Nobody's going to hear a damn thing. This is a level of freedom that I'm not used to. I lick and kiss all over his neck until he can't take it anymore. He pushes me off and jumps on me and pushes me against the bed. And he goes to work on my body, doing very similar things to what I was doing to him. I direct him away from my nipples because mine aren't really sensitive. I'm super jealous of guys, by the way, who have sensitive nipples. Like, what does that feel like? I can only imagine. I'm super jealous. Um, Mine, it's more of an annoyance when guys pinch or lick or kiss my nipples. So I kind of direct him away from that. And he starts to go to town on me. 
And then he flips me over and begins to eat me out. This I am sensitive to. I'm rock hard and I'm starting to leak. And I'm not much of a leaker, but this guy has got me so heightened, so turned on that I wonder if I'll even be able to control when I reach orgasm. And after a while, I can feel him doing something behind me. And I look back and I see him putting on a condom. So I spread my legs open and I arch my back and I let him in. It's slow at first. And then he begins to ramp up speed. He pounds me. We're going to have to work on our timing a little bit because I'm having a hard time controlling myself. And I can tell he's having a hard time controlling himself. He keeps trying to stop, but every time he slows down, he speeds right back up. And we go at it not very long, mind you. But let me let you know a little secret. Like, I personally love it when a guy comes quick. To me, it's a compliment. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I want the sex to last. To me, sex is not. Sex is not the destination. Intimacy is the destination. And if a guy is so turned on that he comes quick, like that is maddeningly sexy to me. And it's only been, I mean, maybe if I'm being generous, seven minutes, five minutes maybe. And he's turning red. He's starting to drip sweat. And he comes with such force. I'm not going to demonstrate the way he was grunting. I would feel kind of embarrassed. But he's grunting. and. He starts to like shiver and vibrate as he comes and he collapses down on top of me and he's shaking and vibrating and grunting this animalistic sound. And once like the climax of the orgasm is reached as he's coming down, he laughs uncontrollably, like he breaks into like an uncontrollable giggle. It wasn't a laugh like something is funny. It's more like an, oh my God, I can't believe how good this feels. I'm stunned type of laugh. I loved it. Like imagine being tickled, but no sound comes out. And then that laugh turns into tears and it's not a sad cry. It's like a... Everything I wanted, cry. And the whole time he's just silent. We just laid there, just on top of each other, catching our breath, coming back down. And suddenly, I was ready to go again. I don't think I ever wasn't ready to go again. I flipped him over on his stomach and I spread him back open again and I could see that soft pink flesh and I stuck my tongue in and I began to work it deeper and deeper savoring every little bit as I reached my hands up towards his chest and started tweaking his nipples 
he's probably the most sensitive here than I've seen on anybody. And he was calling out. It was too much for him. The pleasure was too much. And he started shaking his head. He's like, oh, oh, oh. And he started to crawl away from me down to the other side of the bed. I grabbed his ankles and I pulled him back closer to me. And I just dove in with my face. And he was slamming his fist against the bed and saying, yes, yes, yes. And he put his hand back against my abs. And he said, hold on, hold on, hold on, please. He said, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can take it. And I leaned down over him and I kissed him softly on the back of the neck and I said, it's okay. I said, if you want to try, let's just go for it. And if at any point it's too much, we can stop. And he paused for a second and he said, okay. And I said, promise me that you're not going to force yourself to do or to take anything more than you can take. And he said, I promise. I went back to eating him out. I suited up with the condom and I started to enter him. And he was grimacing and making faces. I made sure to go as slow as I possibly could. And I slipped it in about halfway. And he's breathing deeply, focusing. And inch by inch, I just slowly kept putting it in him, kissing him, holding him, making sure that he was as relaxed as possible. I know he was nervous. I know it wasn't something that he was used to. So I needed to make sure that it was as good of an experience as possible. And then slowly, as I got it all the way in, he finally just let out a sigh of relief. And I picked him up and I let him just straddle me. I let him sit until he found his comfortability. And then, without me prompting him, he began to rock his hips back and forth ever so softly. At first he was in deep, deep concentration. And then he started to bite his lip. His hands found its way to his head and he began holding his hair up over his head and just kind of finding his rhythm, but also it looked like he was starting to get into it as he rocked back and forth more slowly. And then I noticed his dick started to pulsate. I began to pound deeper. We went on like this for several minutes and changed positions. I just wanted to try everything I possibly could with him. I had my cock all the way as deep as I could possibly go, thrusting in and out, and he was loving it. Something about that missionary position 
He came. As I had seen Miguel do, he came without touching himself. And I got another one of those deep, powerful orgasms. Silent, eyes rolled in the back of his head. He wasn't laughing this time, but he was just really tense. Deep, dark red. And making this really rough groaning sound. It always works for me too. I came deep inside him. There was almost a look of confusion on his face as we laid there holding each other. His eyes were wide and were surveying me up and down until finally he looked me in the eyes and he smiled his innocent, sweet smile and laughed. He held me tight. Okay, this is just a personal thing. I just want to know, um, if you are happen to be, if you happen to have sensitive nipples, like, let me know. Describe to me what that feels like. I've never had anybody really describe it in a way where I could get an understanding for what it's like. Tell me, like, what your response is to it. And just tell me, like, what it feels like for you. I'm really curious to know. Mr. Brooks confesses at gmail.com. I just want to know. <laughs>